Hi, Josh. <laughs> Josh, you wearing what it do, boo? True. I dig your weirdness. I want some more of it. I want to see more of it. I want to feel more of it. Oh my god. Welcome to the Josh Waring podcast. We appreciate you listening. Merci. All right, what up, guys? Just waiting for everyone to arrive. Let's uh, check out this new intro. And then I made that connecting point. Wow, did it again, rookie mistake. But I just came to confess yeah. that I'm just feeling so blessed. blessed. I'm just feeling so blessed. I'm just feeling so blessed. Wake up every day. Big smile on my face. I just came to confess that I'm just feeling so blessed. Hi, Josh. <laughs> Brother KG looking quite studious this evening. I see you, my brother. Okay. Ah, <laughs> well, that helps. <laughs> I wonder if everyone else can hear me. You, you so you can hear me at all. Interesting. Let's check this out in real time. Can you speak, Kev? No, I can't hear you at all. Miss Ariella, good evening. Hi. Hold on one second. Cool, you can hear me like this, right? Oh, there you go. I hear you, Kev. My headphones are like this. Can you hear Josh? Yeah. There we go. Can uh, everyone hear me? Can you hear me? I hear Ariella. Yes. I can't hear Josh. Can you hear Josh? Josh, can you say hello? I did. Oh, you can't hear me either. Hold on. Let me. Can I can hear Josh? Oh. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you as well. Hmm. I can hear Josh. I can hear you. You can hear me, but I can't hear Josh. Wow. So close as that. She can hear everyone. So Kev can't hear me. That's so weird. And you still can't hear Josh? No. Can you translate for me? <laughs> I guess he'll be right back. Not at all. There you go. I'm not Teddy Riley this time. It's not me. <laughs> can you hear him? 
Yeah, I am now. We good. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But guys, how are you? How was your week? Um, very busy week. My week got busy starting. Um, my weekend was busy, and I've been growing ever since. I went to uh, I went to the Trenton protest. That was awesome. Good energy. Um, very surprising to see the outcome of the people that were there. But other than that, I mean, it's been uh, work and more work, and clients and building and parenting and all of those things. What and it's all in that home gym. That that gym looks amazing. Oh, that, that's what I'm talking about. Man, oh man, that that was really exciting. I think um, I'm pretty sure I overdid it on my on the first one. I still have some more stuff coming in, so it's not complete yet. That's why I didn't show the whole thing, but um, it's definitely coming together. And uh, surprisingly, uh, well, let me dial it back. I was always against having uh, a home gym because I figured I wouldn't want to go. The energy of going to a gym is really like a huge part of my motivation, but uh, I trained my first time there, and it was surprisingly exciting. I mean, being able to be in complete control of my environment, listen to the music that I want without having to have my headphones on, not having to wait for equipment or or deal with any goofy shit that happens in the gym periodically. Um, it was amazing, and everything that I need, I have. I mean, there's a couple pieces, like I said, you know, the key pieces that I'm still waiting to be delivered, but for the most part, I had everything that I, I wanted. Um, when the rest of it gets here, I'll be, I'll be in tip-top shape. So I'm really looking forward to it. And just a little context for everyone: KG is a trainer, certified and extraordinaire. My actual personal trainer as well. And actually, KG, if you don't mind, we have Claude Diz in the audience, and. I was trying to explain the Clodiz that it's a little bit different level intensity as opposed to having a digital trainer compared to a trainer in person. Because I've also done insanity, like it is incredibly intense. But again, working out with you in person or shout out to my man, Vaughn Hebron, former NFL you know, player. So he, he trained me when I was actually balling as well. So it's a different it's a different level of intensity and you actually get much more out of it so i have online clients and i have in-person clients and it is a different level of intensity and involvement and engagement for me also like i get more from and i give more to clients in person not to say that you know my online clients don't benefit from it but um a lot of times because i'm passionate about what i do i actually do most of, if not all of the workout with people in person. Um, and they say, you know, they're, they're saying that uh, birds fly longer when they fly together, right? So when you feel like you're in it with somebody rather than somebody just saying, do this and do that and do this and do that. When you feel like they care about your development and your goals and things like that, it really, I think that it really gives much more to it. And what about you, Little Mermaid? I mean, you have an affinity for the gym as well. It is incredibly passionate, especially if they check out your page. Um, 
yes, I do like to train and I do like to train hard. You know, I've trained with both of you guys on several occasions. I'm not a stranger of picking up weights and heavy weights. Um, it's been a little bit of a struggle um, being at home, um, especially with very limited equipment. But um, I try to stay active as much as I can. Um, you know, I do tend to fall in a, into a slump even when the gyms were open. Um, but now that the weather is nicer, for me, that's a, a big motivator sometimes for me to just kind of get outside and move rather than stay home. I think I'll echo what Kev said that when you think about working out at home, you're kind of like, ah. Um, but these past couple of months have forced us all to, to look in a different direction and try different things. Um, so it's exciting. Um, I can't wait to try out that home gym, KG. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. And it would be great if I would say these people that we're about to talk about would take that advice. We're going to talk about people who consciously and have a desire to be in a toxic relationship. So things like this, look at this text me message exchange. I'll try my best to leave you alone. I'll block you on everything. 100. <laughs> Have a nice life. Because when I when you say that, that has to be finito. Like that. That's after that, the incommunicado. Or else, yeah. don't actually say it. Just you know, food for thought. Right. You want me to come get you? <laughs> 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 Which means whoever that is, they got it like that clearly. <laughs> and look at the response. <laughs> Up to you. Also, shout out to Hood Ratchet TV for sponsoring the stream and supplying this post. You blocked him last week, his number and Instagram, and he's in your bed right now. Butt ass naked. Toxic love wins. And guys, why do we think that toxic love is winning nowadays? Um, I will let you go first, KG. Um, I think that, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I agree that it wins. Um, honestly, my perspective is that, uh, uh, we're from the microwave era, right? So we're used to having things right away. We don't want it the long way. I mean, it ties in the same perspective when I how I train I, I do it the old school way it takes time to get to where you want to go um that ties into this uh topic because I think toxic relationships it seems like they're they're uh, they're very involved because because it's it's like a quick fix it's like you argue then you then you have makeup sex you have a disagreement then you patch it up um it hasn't gotten to the point where you guys have evolved into growing and bettering and improving each other as individuals you haven't gotten past your demons and your laziness as individuals in order to grow and evolve um it's more or less just like quick feeds and quick fixes uh just like uh a lot of a lot of people would say like if like a woman if she's crazy like oh she's crazy that means the sex is good 
You know what I mean? So uh, I say that to say that, you know, sometimes you'll compromise something for for something better, right? So, uh, you, excuse me, you sacrifice what you want now for what you want most. So something excites you and you go with that rather than something being boring and steady and uh, structured and something that you can count on. You'd rather have something that's exciting and, and has the uh, ups and downs and you consider that to be part of the ebbs and flows of a relationship when in fact it's not. Um, if you were able to step back from that and think about what you want, where you want your life to go and the type of person that could benefit and uh, assist you in developing and growing towards that life, that would be the that would be what you would rather choose. But like I said, it's it's faster, it's exciting, has ups and downs, it's emotional, and that's what people want. They want they want the here and now, not the long term. That's my opinion. Um, so I would say I think some people don't know anything other than toxic relationships, right? So each relationship that they get into may just be toxic and they may just think that this is how relationships are supposed to be kind of echoing what Kevin said, right? They don't know the ebbs and flows of relationships. So they think that, okay, I dealt with this in my last relationship and this is how it is in my new relationship, or this is the energy that they're bringing to their next relationship. They don't know what's on the other side of that toxicity, if you will. Um, they don't know, that a relationship can be exciting in a different way and non-toxic and non-confrontational and things like that. So I don't think it's, I don't think toxic relationships are winning, but you know, I think some people don't know any other way um, until they find, you know, that true love and what works for them, they won't be able to get out of that cycle. Oh, would you Sorry, say KG? I laughed at the comment, true love is just, I don't know, as true love, what the fuck is that? Um, well, when you know, like, how you should be loved, like, the right way that you should be loving your partner and your partner should be loving on you. I don't see anything wrong with those words, true love. It's true to you, not true to society. Uh, sounds better that way. Um yeah, uh, I think that your the point that you made. Um, you said that um, this is all that they know. Um, so they go like, "Hey, this reminds me of my last situation or relationship," and they go with that because that's what they're used to. Um, I've got to the point where, <clears throat> well, I've, I've passed the point where you start looking at the individuals as who they are. You you want to build with somebody enough where you actually love them and you mean it there's so much responsibility and obligation that comes with that word if you really mean that you love somebody then you want to understand them and how they think and what drives them right um you don't really give that type of energy in a toxic environment it's more or less like the here and now and the excitement and the ups and downs not really like oh well you know well what type of relationship did you have with the men that were in your life, your, your father? Like, how did, how did that relationship go for you to start to understand how she's used to being treated, what she considers to be love, like all of those types of things? Right. I think when somebody gets to know you on that level, in my opinion, that is true love. When they get to asking about your background and, you know, the men that are in your life, as Kevin said, it 
provides an understanding for the man on that woman. Um, again, it gets him to know how to love her. And then in turn, you know, she can see, wow, like if she, let's say she was in a toxic relationship before this, um, wow, previous person I was with didn't ask me these questions. They didn't seem this interested in my background or the people around me. Um, so that's why in my mind, I say that that's, you know, true love, a type of true love. Oh, yeah, that's definitely fair. I, you know, these questions are always going to be subjective, and I respect that because that's how they should be. And I think that's the beautiful part about relationships they, that may illustrate things like the concept of true love, right? And you have to work together. So it's not going to be easy. And I feel like people may be doubling down on that concept because it's like a fix. Mm-hmm. So oh, this person cares this much about me that they're willing to go through this. I mean, that's my, that might be how they're perceiving the situation when in fact they're just there just to smash. Because like right. Kevin said, usually people who are, let's say, better in bed, I, don't, I can't speak for, for the ladies on the, you know, in terms of men, but I can only speak from girls, right? So from girls and women, usually the ones who are, let's say, the less emotionally balanced are usually better in bed. There's not always the case and there's always going to be exception to the rule. But most of the time, that's usually the case. Interesting. I never, I never really figured out why that is. Just, just true. It's just one of those things that just is. That is but a toxic trait. Absolutely, Claude does. With the gems. Well, well, see what happens is other people will grab it. Well, see, I think that, so. I think that um, to both points. It's that, um, and I I suffer from this too. It was like, you know, everybody knows themselves, but you have you have to be able to love yourself in a way to figure out who you are and why you love the way you do and why you communicate the way you do. And it takes maturity and it takes time and it takes patience and dedication to get to know yourself in that way. And if people don't take the time to get to know themselves in that way, they're constantly looking for that from somebody else. So if uh, they don't, they don't know if, what they should wear, or they don't know how they look. You want, you need compliments. That stuff feeds your soul, so to speak, because you can't feed yourself. So you get that from relationships. Um, whether you get that from compliments or, or sex or just a presence or any of it, I think that's what happens. Like validation. Absolutely. And I would have to agree with ABA here because at the end of the day, the colloquial understanding of love and true love comes from Hollywood. And that Hollywood version was created to sell products. You know what I mean? And and a and a lifestyle and an ethos of cr- consumerism. So that's why the whole concept, oh, we gotta get a massive ring to make an impression that this helps helps the economy. This is marketing at the end of the day and great marketing, but marketing. Right. That's why I said for me, true love, not the definition of what society says true love is, but you know, what you feel between yourself and another person and you know, how they make you feel, how you make them feel um, is just as important as well. Knowing how to love your partner just as much as they know how to love you. 
guess that's why I cringed a little bit when you said true love. I'm like, ah, true love that takes that takes a lot of a lot of growth and involvement and you know like uh, soul searching and things like that to say like, hey, this you got to know who you are and what and what you like and what you don't like and what you'll deal with and what you don't deal with. You got to be able to recognize toxic behavior immediately, mm-hmm. not like jumping into the ocean even though you see all these red flags you know what i mean like you'll never find true love like that i wouldn't disagree you have to be able to allow that in for you as well and that comes with knowing who you are what you like what you don't like what you'll accept what you won't accept you have to love yourself first you have to be happy first in order to let that love in I think that's wonderful advice, guys, especially for those in the in the college range, let's say, because for the most part, we we understand how society is structured is make it makes you feel like you're less than. So if you feel less than that, then you'll be willing to accept different things that you normally wouldn't accept. But you think that you have to because your value, you, you only perceive yourself with a low value, which is inaccurate. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you guys said. You just have to grow into it. So that that would be the advice that I would give to the younger generation on the way up. Right. Shit, some of the older generation need to take that advice too. It's <laughs> true. Absolutely true. Age doesn't make you grown. <laughs> That's certainly facts. So if you guys don't mind me asking, have you ever been in a toxic situation as the observer or the person who was actually attracted to the toxicity? Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been in a toxic relationship before. Toxic situation. Many, 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 many times. Again, Many like they times. say, I can't sit here you know better, you, you do better. I can't sit here and tell you. You got to recognize this and recognize that. If I never been through it, can't teach mm-hmm. you how to throw a punch. If I never punch nobody, hell yeah, toxic. <laughs> Again, that's why I said, like sometimes you don't know, like that there's other types of relationships out there like well this is how relationship is so then when you get into a different relationship and it's not toxic you be like wait a minute hold up what's going on here this is different this is weird um and then you you know grow and learn to appreciate a non-toxic relationship (laughs) but yeah that's been a real thing for me for sure i could definitely see that and i think essentially we need to teach people how to find the unicorn because we're teaching them or suggesting that they look for other things, which isn't getting them what they want. It's only getting them toxicity in return. What do you mean, find a unicorn? The 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 rare one, the anomaly. So, all right. Mm-hmm. So I want to. The reason why I paused on that right is um because <clears throat> I think that's like looking for the one. Right. Um, I don't believe that to be true. Personally, I think that you can I think that any any two people or peoples 
I got different perspectives. Any two people or peoples uh, can make a relationship work and it can be a healthy, sustaining relationship that has longevity. Um, I think that timing plays a big part of it. And, you know, like we talked about knowing who you are um, and being honest about that. I don't think that it's like finding a unicorn because I think that's far-fetched. You know what I mean? Like having uh, been through it, I mean, there's not too many situations that I haven't experienced in regard to relationships. Um, I think that the, the, the mundane part of it, the boring part of it, that comes with it, but that's all wrapped up in it. But being able to know how to communicate with somebody, understanding their experiences and so on and so forth. I mean, even down to like astrology, all of that shit plays a part in it. So when you look at it, holistically you can really make it work with anybody if you understand where your strengths and weaknesses are i don't really think you need to have like a unicorn so to speak sometimes you have to be your unicorn in order to make it work with somebody that you want to make it work with but then there are those who just you know what i'm saying they just belong to the streets and you got to leave them there miss ariella thoughts um your initial statement about, you know, teaching people how to find a unicorn. I'm not sure if that's something you can teach um, because I'm a big believer in people show you their representative when you first meet them, even in- Wait, wait, wait. Uh, who, said, who said teach a unicorn? Teach you how to find the unicorn. Josh said that. Right, so- Oh, I, oh, I, thought, you, yeah. I thought you were saying like teach them to be a unicorn. I'm sorry. I oh, nah. Sorry. That that can't that definitely can't be taught. That's that's God given. No, 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 no. Um, I think that you know a lot of times people show you their representative when you first meet them, and maybe in the beginning stages of uh said relationship. So they could be showing you the unicorn, right? If we teach them, hey, this is how you find the unicorn. Um, so not sure if I would be able to give good advice on that. Um but I don't disagree with anything that Kevin said. Um, I don't really have much more to add to that. So teaching people how to, you know, not get into a toxic relationship. I mean, there are red flags that you do have to watch out for. Um, but the unicorn finding thing, I can't, uh, I can't advise on that. That's fair. I guess I look at it as self-awareness. Because again, at a certain stage of your life, you weren't aware of your actual value. So once that becomes actualized and you become aware of that, then you can actually see the board, right? It's right. like a cosmic chessboard. So right. you can literally see the matrix like, okay, the situation is actually this. So perhaps I should perceive the situation from this vantage point, as opposed to down here where society suggests you should probably fall in line here. You know what I mean? Don't, don't right. stand out type of thing. Right. Self-value and self-love. Um, if you love yourself enough, you'll you'll attract uh that mate for you right that's gonna bring those traits that you may be looking for maybe not even looking for but that match with yours right your vibration is high enough your self-love is high enough you'll attract that same thing to you in my opinion law of attraction i see you <laughs> yes how poetic as we switch to the next topic which is being in a balanced relationship. 
What's the best part of y'all relationship? The freedom to grow. Yeah, we, we just figured out, like, give each other that space to grow. Like, I want you to go out into the world when the day first start and attack as many different things as you can. So by the time we come home, we got something to talk about. You can't all the time hit somebody with the, oh, what you doing? Nothing. Thinking about you. It's not realistic. And once we got to that point where we got to that realistic part of the relationship, like, I think that's the best part. Like, give each other space. Give each other room to grow. Don't hold nobody so close they can't grow unless they holding hands with you. Like you gotta let people grow and then come back to a neutral space. Post. Um. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I thought I thought that was brilliant. And again, I feel like it connects to the toxic relationships because usually you won't know you're in that situation. So you, again, it becomes normal. It's your new normal. And then when you see something different, like Miss Ariella said, right, then it's, it changes your perspective completely. Agreed. I don't think you can grow in a toxic relationship. I don't think, you know, just going off of what Iman said in that video, if you were in a toxic relationship, you either partner can't go out. At least this is my thought process. Either partner can't go out and be themselves. Right. And do something for themselves, by themselves, with themselves, without that toxic partner being like, where you at, what you doing? Um, but also uh, touching on something else he said, right? Um, I think it takes a real relationship to have deeper conversations where he was like, you know, you can't text someone and say, what you doing? And they're just like, nothing. That gets old. Um, you know, that I think that happens a lot on the dating scene. Um, I know we've talked about it previously, like with a lot of these dating apps, right? You meet someone, you don't meet them in person, you're meeting them on an app. So all you have is text messaging for a while, um, especially now. So that whole just texting somebody just like, hey, what's up? What you doing? You're just texting to see what you're doing and you don't have anything else to say on the other side. I think it's a part of growth um, within a relationship, learning, you know, that you guys have similarities and like to talk about the same things, um, elevating growing within that relationship and letting them go out and do different things so that you do have things to talk about when you come back together, you know, uh, share your different mindsets, different things that you learn about. Everybody's going to learn about something different. So it's great to have a partner where you can bounce different ideas off of them or, uh, things that you experience throughout your day. KG, your thoughts. So, um, I wanted to kind of circle back. You mentioned that you can't grow in a toxic relationship. I disagree. Um, I mean, you know, <clears throat> when you are or when you have a destiny or, or you are bigger than the space that you're in, you outgrow it. You know, roles can grow from concrete, right? So I say that to say that... Um, you know, when you start to realize who you are, like Josh mentioned, when you know your worth, you can outgrow a situation. You can learn, say, hey, this is everything that I've been dealing with and this is everything that I'm accustomed to. I've never seen anything outside of that. Even the relationships I've seen tie into what I've been experiencing. I want something different, so I'm going to do something different. There goes your growth. I mean, when you can see it in your head, that's your growth. Now you just pursue it, right? Um, I think that a balanced relationship uh, 
is it's like a blanket statement it's like true love you know what i mean like it's that's true to the people that are in that love it's balanced to the people that are in that situation what does balance look like for some balance has uh stereotypical roles whereas the woman does the cleaning and the, the man takes out the garbage and changes the oil in the cars you know what i'm saying the woman takes care of the kids and the man does the work for money like you know what i mean like it's it the balance depends on the individual you know i know uh successful marriages that have lasted whereas the man stayed home the woman was a lawyer she went to work it worked for them um that was just that was the arrangement that worked uh i know where the man does the cooking and then you know like they split everything else he does the grocery shopping he pays the bills and they they split up everything else like it all depends and i, I don't think that balance can be decided in a general term and i think that if everybody stopped trying to put it all under this umbrella sit it in this category then people will be able to understand that each situation can be completely different and unique for whatever it is that they need that's my take on it um i would agree with what Clo said that i i think that um growth happens after the toxic relationship ends when I said that you can't grow in a toxic relationship, yeah, you can have a different mindset, but I think you would need to remove yourself from that toxic relationship in order to continue to grow, in order for your mindset to, you know, keep growing and, and you doing better and feeling better. I think if you were to stay in that relationship, that's not growth there. Just because you thought something different but didn't act on it, that's not growth. So that's what I mean. You can't grow within the toxic relationship. I, I, I would argue. I guess it's, it's just really just like wordplay at this point. Like, because you said grow. I mean, I, I look at that as a difference between growth and progression. Or growth. KG, we can't hear Hello? Yeah. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I I took this call on my phone. Sorry. Um. Anyway, uh, I think that the my argument was that there's the difference is is growth versus progression or growth versus evolving, right? I think once you recognize you have a shortcoming and you want to do something about it, that's where the growth starts, right? Um, when you have uh, information that somebody gave you and now you you get it and you understand it, that's growth. Now, when you start to exercise it and use that information, now you're evolving and you're progressing. So I get what you're saying. Um, I see the comments and I agree with a lot of them. Um, but I think that um, you, can, you can grow in any situation, whether it's good or bad. And um, I think that, you know, you evolve and you build on that, you know, given the right circumstances. That's my, I just wanted to interject real quick, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I think, as we always say, it's, uh, it's very much subjective and intentional as it should be. So don't, you know, be in a toxic relationship 
or, you know, work together to make it a balanced relationship. That would be even better for both parties. But unfortunately, it doesn't always end up that way, but it can. So you just have to be able to communicate. I guess communicating might limit or, let's say, diminish the toxicity, this being incredibly authentic and transparent. Because I feel like in a toxic relationship, some people aren't really showing who they are. Agreed. Um, I was just going to say communication is key, especially when it comes to balance in a relationship. Um, like Kevin said, balance is different for all relationships. Um, so communication needs to be there, whether it's going to be the man who does the cooking or whether it's going to be the woman who does the cooking. Communication has definitely got to be there in order for it to, number one, feel balanced and be balanced. I think that you can grow in a toxic relationship, but you can't grow together. You know what I mean? Like if you realize that this relationship is not healthy or beneficial to either one of you, you can realize, say, hey, like <clears throat> I've I've seen very, very extreme scenarios. I don't want to like dampen the mood, but I think that like in, ex in certain situations, you can say, hey, I need to get myself out of this situation. So it's almost like you have to grow and know better and kind of start to see the matrix, so to speak. But you have to do it quietly so that when you when you make your move, you don't have to do any 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 you know uh, what do you call it? what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you don't have to take any steps back, right? So say hey, if if you're in a relationship and your partner is the one that is the breadwinner but you know this relationship is toxic, they're immature or whatever their situation is. And you say, okay, I have to get out of this situation. You can grow in that situation. It's not the best environment, don't get me wrong, but you can. So I guess I'm speaking to uh, the exceptions, not necessarily uh, the norm, so to speak. That was a good example, thank you. Cause I was gonna say, what do you mean? Um, Agree. You cannot grow. I don't believe you can grow together. I don't necessarily think that you can. There will be a lot of growth. Like I said, I think that the mindset, once it changes, yes, that is uh, growth. But you have to get out of that in order to keep growing. That's what I think, because then is it a relationship, right? If you, let's say you realize that you're in a toxic relationship and you got to get out of this, but your partner doesn't think that, no, this relationship is great. Why are you leaving? We need to stay together, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you know, I'm on another wavelength right now. I'm still in this relationship, but my mindset is here. This is toxic. I'm making other moves to set a third. You're not, right? You're not growing together. That's not going to grow. You're stifled if you're going to stay there. So you have to get out of that in order to keep growing. It stifles you. It definitely holds you back. It's, you know, it's having people essentially being energy vampires in your life. So why would you Great. ever consciously allow that to happen? Don't give your tacit consent to something like that Great. by not saying anything or thinking you deserve that because surely not many people on earth deserve that type of relationship. And I think a lot of times it, you may have the mindset or a person may have the mindset to say like, hey, this is toxic and I got to get out of this, um, but may not necessarily know how to do it at first and may have that same mindset several times throughout that relationship and just have not mustered up the courage 
to actually exit. Um, so continuing to, like Josh said, get your energy sucked out of you while you're in that relationship thinking like, all right, well, you know, we've been doing this for five years. Maybe it'll get better. Or maybe if I say like, I can't do this no more, maybe things will change. Um, that's toxic as well. So I think, you know, yes, that is, like you said, Kevin, that is a part of growth, but there should be more um, in order to rid yourself of that toxicity from that relationship. You have to act on that mindset in order for it to be true growth, in my opinion. Right, right. That's why I was, that, um, I don't know if it's uh, ABBA or ABA, I don't know, but what what they're saying is exactly my, my thought when I heard balance. I'm like, I don't know if balance is the appropriate term, but um, definitely uh, I, I get what I get what the point is, is just, just trying to be made, but I don't know if it's necessarily balanced. Um, maybe it's, uh, simpatico. Symbiotic, so, for sure. I guess you would just say a non-toxic relationship since we went from toxic to balance instead of balance, maybe a non-toxic relationship. Yeah, Cause I guess have a, a relationship that's not toxic could still be as though, you know what I mean? True. But no, it's not bad. It's just, just whack. It's but just whack. Whack being like meaning what though? Well, I mean that's the same thing as like what is balance? I mean it depends on the person that feels it and thinks it. I mean I'm okay. like I can sit up here, I, I get chewed up like that. I can just make up a scenario and <laughs> you know what I mean. So I mean whack is whack depending on who who's calling it. Okay. I definitely agree, and I feel like this next aspect of symbiotic relationships or whatever you want to call it might be thinking about it in this way man listen are you dating an asset or paying bills bills are often confused with assets because we pay bills to buy value bills will never return on your investment bills will only return what you purchase you will know you are dating a bill when they give you exactly what you pay for you take them to dinner they eat the food you text they text back you call they pick up you list your dreams and they listen it's like making the wrong hiring decision have you ever hired a well-paid employee and asked them to move outside their job description an asset will see that as promotion potential in or outside that company but a bill will tell you that this is not what you hired them for. A bill only makes withdrawals. Assets make deposits. An asset will multiply every territory she touches. Bring a good conversation to an asset and watch them matching knowledge for knowledge, debate for debate, point for point. And when they don't know how to contribute, their curiosity will drive them to delve deeper into other topics of dialogical exploration. Good conversation between exceptional Conversationalists will feel like making sweet love with your clothes on. Bring an idea to an asset. They will dissect it and determine its viability, then offer to help you materialize the substance of what you hope for because assets create value through multiplication. They don't speak the language of equal exchange. That's why bills can be paid in full, but assets don't have thresholds. And that's why I'm so confused when a man will pursue an asset the same way that he'll chase a bill. And why I'm 
equally as perplexed when a woman will treat a good asset producing man like a bill because she believes that's his job to pay for her. When an asset dates an asset, you will know by the fruit of their union. Their value transcends the boundaries of a finite payment and levels up to compounding, wealth producing, cash flow positive, income elevating foundations. Bills get buried. Assets get cleaned. You'll know an asset because of the harvest they produce in their lives. You'll know a bill because of the harvest they're asking you to produce in their lives. Bills always benefit more than the consumers because the profit margins are baked into the sale. And that's why it's always smart to date as an investor and not a consumer. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> that was very, very clever. Hello? Very Can you hear us? Can you guys hear me? Yes. What happened? Wait, y'all can't hear me? I can hear you and I can hear Kevin. I don't know why he can't hear us. No, I can hear y'all. But he can't hear us. Oh, wait, I just heard a noise. Can you hear us now? Nothing. Teddy Riley. I'm actually not me this time. <laughs> it's definitely you. We walked away, came back, and now we can't hear you. <laughs> you know, the thing is that I can't hear y'all, but it looks like you're saying it is you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's what's happening. Right you guys think it's you. that it's something happening on my end. It's not, nothing happened on my end. You're the only one that walked away. <laughs> oh, technology. That is a wonderful question. Is the average woman a bill or an asset? Hello? Well, I would say the average woman would be a depreciating asset, so would ultimately be a bill. Personally, that's what I would say. That's what you would say? Yes. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Brother Kev? Oh, Kev can't hear it. Damn. I don't know what's going on with him. How about now, Kev? That's weird. But clearly you have some thoughts, Miss Ariella, please. So um, I thought that was a good video. Um, it was a little entertaining, um, but I think she explained it pretty well. I don't think I've ever used that analogy before or ever looked at it that way. Can you hear us now? No. No. Okay. Um, I didn't memorize everything that she said in the video. Um, but uh, I think again, I thought it was brilliant. I don't know if I have much more to add to it. Um, in terms of when it comes to dating, right? I think it goes along the lines of everything. Like it's so interesting. I want to hear what's happening. It's starting to piss me off. <laughs> 
<laughs> KG. Oh boy, let's hope he gets it together. But he should be able to hear us in the studio. So, Kev, can you can you put your thumbs up if you can hear us now? You still can't hear us. Oh, all right, we good. You can hear us now. But when I put this on my main screen, like, yeah, I hear you. I hear just you though. Well, I didn't say anything. <laughs> can you hear me? Guess not. Hello. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you hear me? All right, so recap for KG. KG, essentially, I said that a woman, an average woman, the question was an average woman, a bill, or an asset. I said an average woman is going to be a depreciating asset and thus a bill. <laughs> which, I don't, which I don't agree with, by the way. I didn't say anything, but... I definitely don't agree with that, and I don't like that you said that. So, the average woman is a depreciating asset. <laughs> horrible. This is horrible. I'm using please, the vernacular we just saw. What, what do you please, want me to say? Please, please tell me you don't agree with that, Kevin, right, because yes, that's yes. just. All right, so you bring me up to speed. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to breeze past that because I didn't like oh, it. Shit. So, um. I think the average woman. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I cannot hear Ariel. I can only hear you. <laughs> it's real still. I can't hear her at all. Hold on, Miss Ariel. Hey, I got let's... <laughs> the average woman is. The what about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah. So. So wait, 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 wait. wait. Before you move forward, I just want to I want to make sure I catch up to something. Um, I saw the comment. Somebody said what? And then it was like um, attractive or unattractive or something to that effect. But you said the average woman is a depreciating asset. And then what was said after that? I ignored it. I breezed past it because it didn't agree with it and I didn't like it. And then you started having your teddy rally difficulties. So here we are. Look, man, Teddy, Teddy Riley is a musical genius. Right. So anyway, I think that the average woman is not going to depreciate with value because um, like we talked about last week, females go from girls to lady to woman. If she makes it to the woman stage, she is appreciating in value, in my opinion, um, because her mindset is leveling up. I would think that, you know, she's got a whole lot more responsibilities going on if she's leveling up her, her mindset. So I don't agree with that statement that you made, Josh. I don't really appreciate it because we get older means that we are depreciating is not true. We get better with time. <laughs> like fine wine. I think there are a lot of men out there who depreciate with value. Case in point, like I said uh, last time, <laughs> y'all tend to lose your hair, you gain weight, this belly. So no, I would. I did not like that. Jeez, jeez is definitely a Packers fan. <laughs> 
Exactly. Anything you give a woman, she's going to flip. So there's no depreciating there, my friend. And it depends on the type of woman that you pick. So if you pick a woman and you feel like she's depreciating with value, then that's your fault, not hers. Sorry. Well, okay. So what are we assigning the value to each lady, your grace? What, why would we be assigning a value to each lady? I guess it's, I can't answer that question. I don't know every woman in the world. So technically you're saying you're not able to make a, a reason why it's not a depreciating asset. Well, I just gave you a couple reasons. Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear like I got muted out for some reason. Um, but Josh, can you explain your perspective? Maybe there's, I don't know if you did or not, but why everyone, why the average woman is a depreciating, depreciating asset. Excuse me, I'm not feeling the best. I'm here. Like your Thank you, ABA, like because the wall is undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Like the wall in like Game of Thrones, that type of wall. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. I don't know the reference. All right. So the wall was a magical wall built to keep out essentially evil forces, for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. And it's the mainstay of prosperity because beyond it is a barren wasteland. So older women are on the other side of this wall? Well, would you consider older women barren or younger women barren? Any age of a woman can be barren. Well, we're talking on averages here because we talk about the average woman. So let's just talk about averages in terms of statistics. Uh-huh. Okay, so yes, as a woman gets older, she is less able to have a child. And but, okay, go ahead. Well, I, I'm just saying, whether it's whether y'all agree with it or not, that's literally how people are have the value in society all over the world. Is the be you know the beauty in youth and the ability to procreate, and as we know, men can procreate until the 80s. So that's your reason for the comment on a woman's value depreciating as she gets older. From the previous show, yes. But from today. Kev, can you save your boy, please? I, I don't really need saving. I'm I'm safe on the <laughs> wall here. I'm just looking down like the, the night's watch. <laughs> yeah, I... Um, I mean, I'm, the comments are the comments are speaking for the women. Um, but I would love to hear another man's point of view on this, please. Is a big Mike in the comments? Big Mike, don't be shy. Come on, where where you at? All right, so, all right, so I just wanna I wanted to um, first I wanted to say that um, I understood what like the perspective from which Josh was coming from when he said it. Um, I mean. But I also understood that sometimes a perspective, whether right or wrong, doesn't necessarily land the way that you want it to, right? That's why I was hoping he would elaborate on it, but he just kind of put it on the table. Like, there it is. Look at it. 
You know what I mean? So, um, Paul, so um, <laughs> I just, I don't know if, uh, like, I don't really need to explain it, so to speak, but when he, when he, when he stated it as those, like, it just goes to, you mentioned being barren, giving birth, like, if we look at it, like, as our purpose on earth, if you take it, you take away material things, our purpose on earth, that's really what he's referencing. You know what I mean? So as an asset to that, I don't know how much arguing you can do with it. But um, but that's not all women are put on. I mean, like... I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Go ahead. Right? Um, but I think that because he's looking at it from that perspective, that is the perspective he's looking at. If you're not going to look at it from that perspective, your argument is going to be about something different. Now, with that said, um, to talk about something different, no, I don't agree that all women or the average woman is a depreciating asset outside of that, right? Um, I just thought it was wild that he said that right here. I was like, wow. But um, <laughs> That was interesting, but um, no, I get it. Why why the comments? Why the women feel like you know they're up in arms and whatnot like that? Um, especially when women start getting over thirty, they don't really take those type of comments too well. Um, I'm not right. really sure what age they start depreciating. This um, sounds like a little bit of a dad, but okay. Why? I, especially when they get over thirty, they don't like those comments, but. Yeah, like usually women, once they get past 30, they don't talk about their age. They don't like references to things like that. A jab, who am I jabbing? Are you women, like, no, not me, not personally. I just feel like generally it was a jab to women. Women don't like that when they get over 30. I have no problems with this conversation and listening. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, um. Yeah, so the thing about it is that it kind of circles back to what we talked about um, the week prior when we said, when we mentioned um, how um, we mentioned how men seem to st still have that uh, that value, um, that asset. Even as they get older, they you know they have a lot more of a, a pool to date here. I don't even know. <laughs> happening here. Don't even know. Um, I don't know what I'm not really sure what the problem is. I, I said it clearly, like he's Josh was talking about specifically having children. We're not talking about any any additional characteristics. We're not talking about uh help to build a life. We're not talking about um anything outside of there. He's talking okay. about like essential essence of man, woman, child. That's what he's referencing. Got it. Can we, explaining it. Can we get to your point and how you feel? We got how Josh feels. Well, you asked me to help him out. I really wasn't helping him. He, you know, I was just trying to explain it. So what what is my question? What is your perspective on it? You you said what it, you you said how you you said how how Josh felt, or you explained his perspective, so you were explaining yours. About what? That's what I'm. I don't. I, I didn't. I missed the about assets and bills. 
the video that he played. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, I think that um, I think that the perspective, like breaking it down that way, was I think it was it was genius, um, thought provoking. Um, exactly. Thank you, Big Mike. Sorry, reading the comments. I'm listening. I'm sorry. Okay, so I can't even get to my point. I'm not saying that that is the only way to do it. Yo, trip. Listen to what I'm saying. The man clearly said that I'm. I'm telling. That is the only perspective that that argument applies to, and that's the only application that he's using. Anything outside of that is a different conversation. This so. What is so, your perspective? Because you keep backing Josh's perspective up. What is I'm yours? People want to hear it. They're trying to kill my man over there on the comments, man. He, but, you um, said he don't need backing up. No, nah, he don't. Thank you. Anyway, um, so assets. I think that it all really seems like we're all talking about the same thing, like balancing. Um, toxic relationships, uh, assets versus bills. Um, I, I think it's, it all falls under the same umbrella. Um, yes, you can have a bill that looks like an asset, an asset that looks like a bill, but when you're the one that's in it, regardless of what anybody else sees, you know the difference, but you can only know the difference if you are, if you yourself are an asset. Because if you're a bill, you can't tell the difference. You know what I mean? Like, if you're only reciprocating energy, then you don't know anything outside of that. Right? So it doesn't matter, in my opinion, it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're an asset or a bill. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter your gender. What it really matters of is whether you legit are an asset or a bill. Because everybody that's gang ain't gang. Like you have... I'm sure I'm sure that a lot of people have friends that you're their friend, but they're not your friend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's Surface the same relationships. Thing, that's the same thing as an asset and the bill. You know what I mean? But because of how you are, how you say, hey, I because I'm an asset, I can absorb that. And you just choose to do that because that's the type of person you are. You can cut that off at any time. You don't lose sleep, they will. Right. Eventually, because you don't realize you lose all your assets until they're completely gone, right? So right. that's why I say it really depends on the individual. It depends on who you are. You got to be able to see it for yourself. When your asset is easy to point out a bill. It's pointless. And it's almost like it's, it just jumps out. Like, oh, yeah, I met you before. I know I know what type of person you are. Right. I, think I just want to just just circle back real quick. Josh, I got it. Man, that was a ballsy move to say that right here on the... That was funny. We forgot about it, and you bringing it back up. I couldn't believe he said it when he told me he said it. I was like, he said that here just now? I couldn't believe it. I like that guy. Okay. <laughs> and in correspondence with Cheese's request, the next topic is, could you be in a serious relationship with someone who has different political or religious, and I'll just add in social Beliefs because of current events. All right, I wanna, so I wanna shoot I, my shot for 
on this. If you don't mind, this one. Do oh, mind. Okay. Right, got ladies, ladies first. Go ahead, go for it. I mean, I don't have much, but I want to break it up. So I don't feel that I could be in a serious relationship with someone who had different political and social views, religious, possibly. However, I would love, you know, for people in the comments to maybe change my mind about that. But I don't personally think that um, political and social um, views can be different in a serious relationship for me. That's just something that I have to, you know, stand my grounds on. Right. If I'm if if we're in an election year and you voted for Republican and I don't necessarily agree with that Republican, I'm voting Democrat. How can we, how does that work in the household? Social issues, you don't mess with the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I don't know if I could be in that relationship. I don't think so, but religion, religion's different, right? I can learn something from, from a different religion. They can learn something from my religion. That's my stance on it. I don't, that's not something that I would necessarily change. That's all I had to say about that. But uh, you were going to say, Kevin. KG. Um, very, very black and white on this topic. Uh, I feel like I may not be open-minded enough to even hear out uh, an opposing perspective on this. Uh, hell no. Um, <laughs> flat out. Uh, if if you don't see it the way that I see it, then that means that we have fundamental issues. We got like foundational disagreements. We can't build that way. It's cracks in the pavement. We can't build that way if we not we don't see things the same way. Now, in a conversation, just to we're just debating different perspectives. That's fine, but. At what point do you go your separate ways? Because you can't, you can't build, you can't build a, a foundation when it's separations like that. I'm repeating myself. It just it sounds crazy to me. Yeah. I'm like, well, Ariella, you mentioned Black Lives Matter. If you feel like Black Lives don't matter, then what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, all lives matter? Are we talking right. about blue lives matter? What are we talking right. about? Right. Because I can't hear none of that. I can't. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. You follow what I'm saying? So that's my personal opinion. If you're going to be in my personal, intimate space, I don't want no nonsense around me with that. You know what I mean? You're going to throw off my chi with that shit. I don't got no time for it. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, in regard to religion, I have a little more tolerance for it. it I guess it really depends. Um some religions are cool, but I'm not really a religious individual. You know what I mean? Like, I'm more like a, hey, does this make sense? Or are you doing what your parents or what your people taught you to believe in? Are you thinking about this for yourself or are you just blindly following? Because if you're blindly following, it's the same thing. I can't really rock with that because um, at what point do you start to hear your own voice? Like Iman Shepard said, he said, hey, we go our separate ways and then we come back after we've conquered the most we could in a day. If you're not thinking for yourself, then you think that you could, excuse me, you could think 
day. We got to talk all the time. We got to see each other every day. I'm like, yo, I'm doing something. Well, I didn't talk to you all day. So what? I'll talk to you later. So it's those type of things. If you're not thinking for yourself, if you're not able to listen to new information and be able to change your perspective, if you are um, closed off to, um, to growth, that will uh, help people overall. Um, I can't fuck with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just to add something more to the religion, the religious views, um, I think that I would be more inclined to be in a serious relationship with someone who had separate religious beliefs than I did if they weren't trying to push their religion on me. Um, And to kind of piggyback a little bit off of what Kevin said, right? If they're open-minded and they're willing to uh, learn, let's say about my religion, if it's, you know, very different from theirs and maybe teach me a little bit without pushing it on me, then I think that that could work. But the other two for me are not they're not something that I can let go, social and uh, political. Chloe hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what I said. Agreed. Absolutely not. Out of here. Yeah, no, it's not going to work. Um, I think a lot of times, well, I won't, I won't go that far. But yeah, agreed. Now, let's say they had the same politics and the same religion. I think politics influences social, but that's well, what I was going to say. Had the politics and religion, but they felt differently about things like race. Not happening. So I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. I don't, I don't date outside of my race. It's my personal preference, right? Um, I could talk to you for an hour just about that personally, but I just choose not to. Um, I feel like there are so many things that I've experienced just due to me being a black male that you would have to almost have seen it and experienced it, some of it for yourself, because I'm not going to go back and explain every detail of my life because a lot of those details help shape how I am and they also help shape who I become. And especially if you're talking about having kids with this individual, you know what I mean? A lot of the core things that you learn as a person, you want to instill in your kids, you want to make sure they don't learn the wrong things. And if you're with somebody that can't that can't get with that, they just can't get with it. It's just what it is. Um no. So I have, in my younger years, dated outside of my race. And to, again, piggyback off of what Kevin said, you know, I've had conversations with my friends. Um, I'm not knocking anyone who has dated outside of their race, right? You love who you love. But personally, it's not something that is for me um, for these exact reasons, right? Political, social views. Uh, uh, someone who's not African-American can't 100% grasp 
the social the issues that go on with in the African American community. Right? Know, you can you can synthesize. I don't know huh? if that's necessarily. I said some Spanish people. They, I mean, they from the neighborhood. Like they came up with this. I don't know if I agree with. If you're not African American, you know what I'm saying. That's okay. Sorry to interject. You don't have to agree. So, like I was saying, you can sympathize. You can sympathize, right? But to live it, right? To hear the, to know that it's. You know, some of these things have happened to people within your own family. Um, it's different. And for what that one reason alone is why I would choose to stay within my race. Um, right. Conversations would be different at home and feel like, you know, my partner may feel like they need to tiptoe around conversations. And I don't need the tiptoeing of the con like these are real issues. We need to be able to talk about that. Um, so. Yeah, that's uh, big for me. Only if I identify as Afro-Latino, right? Right. Yeah, that's all That's all fair and valid. And it really has to come down to your own personal preferences and what you identify with. Because certain races, as we have discovered, can't really identify with other races. So uh, just to, for a little bit of clarity, for a little bit of clarity, um, we're talking about dating or being in a relationship. Just for a little bit of clarity, we're talking about mm. dating or being in a relationship. Are you asking Josh or are you asking me? Well, for me, it would be both scenarios. But let's say let's break them up. So dating first, and then something substantial like marriage, like Amanda has just said. I think they would go hand in hand, right? I mean, not that I'm dating to marry, but how long is this relationship gonna last if we don't have the same political social views? It I mean, to me, it's a, it's a surface relationship. If we can't get that deep into it and share the same views. Why, why am I even doing it? That's not helping me better myself. I'm not growing there. Yeah, that's fair. I, I was just saying that if dating, you probably don't need any of those because it could be a fling type of thing. Could be. If it were just a fling, then those things wouldn't matter. But if you're dating I'm with not, a purpose. I can know all lives matter cheeks. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th not that that would be at the you know top of the list or anything. You're only gonna be around people that you're around, so you, you probably won't be around those people anyway. Yeah, I'm not smacking all lives <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be the same whether dating or marriage. What are we doing here? I'm not, you know, and I'm not, I'm not casually dating. Would you say, Josh? No, I'm asking if KG, uh, KG disagrees. With what? With the uh, would it be different if it's marriage versus dating? Um, so the reason why I even pause it's not because I'm unsure; it's because I think of different scenarios, right? So 
Um, when I was younger, um, uh, dated, I necessarily slept with, you know, whatever. Um, but like uh, outside of my race, definitely. I mean, like it's you have conversations with you kick or with them, you'll talk to them, whatever. I don't know if that still means the same thing now, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like different perspectives. I feel like you should have diverse people around you. You should be able to have a diverse group that you can go to and have conversations um, to help evolve and grow. I think that when you do have that diverse setting, you have to be sure about those people it's just like with your close friends just because you know they're your close friends and they're you know they're from the mud with you they're from the sandbox it doesn't mean they're for your betterment right so i would say that i approach everything the same so you have that diverse group so yeah you can i would say dating talking yeah but you know when you start talking about um uh sex and relationships and you know, things like that, like energy gets exchanged differently. And, you know, some stuff you can't, you can't take back some stuff you can't get rid of. And, um, I would just say, I would be very careful with that. Uh, so much so that it's like, uh, how, how Muhammad Ali said it, he said, if you got, if you got a, what was it? A thousand snakes trying to get through, you, get to you through the door. Do you close the door to let none of them in? Or do you hope that the hundred good snakes stop the thousand bad ones from coming to get you? You know what I mean? You, you can't tell. So personally, it's hard to ever differentiate who's good, who's bad until, you know, you're in the sunken place. I don't want to go down there, so I'm just going to close the door. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I feel like uh, we're all clear on that topic, which is great. So guys, want to thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next week at nine. Alrighty, thank you. Sure they got me brainless. AI, 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 AI. And I don't want to stand it. AI, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. already eavesdrop if you're out here having dope ass conversations while you're lit it's like why not why not put it into a podcast he makes podcasts he's here outside of the city pick his brain i'm gonna just be here and you two were just going at it back and forth